uh, and I got rid of every... Ugh. I didn't get rid of any of my Super Nintendo stuff ever. Thank God. I kept all my childhood Super Nintendo stuff. But PlayStation, I got rid of every PlayStation game that wasn't an RPG. Wow. At that time. Mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, F it. Right. Fine. I'll show you how much I care about what you want me to do. I'll get rid of all my games. I'll even trade in all my PlayStation 1 games. And I took the cash. Ugh. Which is like no money. Right. No. Ugh. But I kept all my... Kept all the PlayStation games that were RPGs. So I had all my Final Fantasies and my Sweekins. You're not taking that away from me, woman. Welcome back to Digitally Distracted. I am Game Dave. I'm Gerald. And today we're going to be talking about giving up on video games. Just giving up. Stopping. Being a gamer. So we're just going to get right into it to start off. Gerald, are you a gamer? I'm a cell phone gamer. Cell phone gamer? Yeah. You would say you're a PS4 gamer? I mean, you play PS4, though. You know, I do, but, you know, I'm really picky about my games. Hmm. So you've never used the term gamer to describe yourself, though? Mm. Is that not a thing? You know, I don't I don't think so. I don't think so. When did you really start getting into games? Because I know for me, it was the Vectrex, and that was something that, that first felt like a gaming experience for me when that was handed down mm -hmm. from my aunt to my mom to me and my brother. And I was just like, wow, you can play games without a board yeah right uh you know uh, i hate to say it, but i think mine was actually after college because that's when i had my own money that i could um pay for mm. my own consoles we started with the with the nes right okay and that was at your that was family's at house my family's house so your parents got an nes yes when i was a boy right okay. a boy a boy um never got a super nes Genesis, TurboGrafx, none of that. My best friend at the time, still my best friend actually, uh, had all those systems. And I even would, the Turbo Graphics. Yes, I didn't even know you could get Turbo Graphics in Delaware because I've I'd never yes. seen it. I had never heard of it until I got older and the internet and getting sort of more into game collecting. I had just never seen a Turbo Graphics in the wild and, it, or in person. It's funny when you uh, asked me the other episode what was my favorite game console i actually struggled for a second between turbo graphics and the genesis, genesis yeah um because those are the two systems that immediately jumped into my mind i remember seeing at kb toys in the clearance like area there were like old pc games for dos because dos was sort of going out mm -hmm. you know the way of the dinosaur and there were some game consoles there I mean, maybe uh, Turbo Graphics was sitting in there, but the only one that stood out, I remember seeing an Atari Jaguar mm. in that bucket of like clearance consoles. I didn't know what it was though at the right. time. I mean, now it's like a really considered a really crappy system, but right? <laughs> that's probably why I was in the clearance bin. Yeah, yeah. So Turbo Graphics or Genesis was really like your, 
Man, Turbo Graphics, that's crazy. Yeah. Having those little cards to yeah. play games. Yeah, and I think that really was actually cool. that was actually part of it. I think I just thought that was so cool. Mm-hmm. Little credit card. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I've never owned a Turbo Graphics. I don't have a Turbo Graphics. I don't even have the import version, which in Japan it was called the PC Engine. Mm. You know, it's like a PC. It's the engine of a you know personal computer. I would like to get a Turbo Graphics, but it's just. That's gonna start a whole new thing. Of, yeah. Oh, now I now I'm looking for games for the Turbo Graphics. Now mm-hmm. that's something I have to find. There's really only one Turbo Graphics game I want, and that's the Turbo Graphics version of Jackie Chan's action kung fu, mm. which is a slightly more graphically improved. It's actually a very different game mm-hmm. than the NES one. So uh, yeah, I remember actually Splatterhouse came out. Splatterhouse, on, yeah, on uh, Turbo Graphics, and that that was the game that I was like, oh my gosh, that deep cuts. So right? so you didn't really get into gaming as like a less casual thing. So when you had an NES at your parents' house, you played it, but it wasn't like a big deal. So. I have an older sister, uh-huh. and um, you know I, I think she kind of got dibs on the system. Oh, really? Yeah. So you were the Luigi. Yes. You were the second player kid. Yeah. And usually that happens with the younger. Like my brother is older than me, so yep. you would think I was always the second player, but no, no, no. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah, I was. I was. I mean, he was into retro gaming and stuff, but him being, you know, three years older than mm-hmm. me, I think maybe he got out of it before I did. But he had a lot of other varied interests, mm-hmm. weird interests, maybe you might say. Mm-hmm. So that probably allowed me to have access to the NES. But then when it came to the Super Nintendo, like I saved up and purchased my own Super Nintendo. But it was so. It took so long for me to save up. By the time I was able to buy a Super Nintendo, you couldn't even buy the original anymore. You had to buy the little mini one. Wow. So that was my first Super Nintendo console. Yeah, yeah. That's probably what I should have done. Mm-hmm. So you would never really apply that label to yourself no, as a gamer. No, no. See, I probably... You know what? I don't even think as a kid talking to other kids that played games, I don't think we ever used that term either. Like, oh, yeah, are you a gamer? Oh, mm-hmm. I'm a gamer, too. Like, that was never a thing. Yeah. I think maybe because it was just so new. Maybe. Maybe it wasn't as mainstream yet, in a way, that it was like all over. I mean, because you think when the NES and SNES were becoming a big deal, the way they talked about it on the news was as if it was this weird thing. You know, uh, a company named Nintendo has released this entertainment machine, and kids are going crazy for it. And then I remember there was like a commercial when the Super Nintendo was coming, or not a commercial, there was a news story about the Super Nintendo, and it was like interviewing parents who were like, these game companies are trying to scam us by putting out, we have to buy a whole new machine. It's the same thing. It's the same, why, we already have a Nintendo. He doesn't need a Super Nintendo. It was like, they just didn't get right. the change in technology. Right. So weird. That's a that's a fun news story to look up. Yeah. On the YouTube, I'm sure it's on there. Did you ever collect for any game consoles or feel like you were collecting I think I think it started with the PS2, I think, is when I really started. Like consistently, like yeah. weekly looking for new releases yeah, and things. Yeah. 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 I, I would say I actually collected Vectrex I never collected for because we didn't by the time I got the Vectrex, because mm-hmm. that system came out in like eighty one, I think. I think it was nineteen eighty one. But if not, it was around there. Wow. Early eighties. I know some of the games were still coming out in 1983, but that's not a system that was long-lasting. No. And by the time 
I got the Vectrex, you know, it was probably 1991, maybe 1990 by then. There weren't, you weren't going to go to Sears and pick up a Vectrex game. No. So you couldn't really get them anymore. It wasn't really a big deal at that point. It was old news. Nobody even knew what it was. NES was huge. So I couldn't really collect for the Vectrex. But the NES, I did collect for because I remember going with my grandmother to the uh, Spence's Bazaar. Right. This big flea market that we have in town. And there was a cellar on the inside barn area. It was like this big barn, and then there's like the outdoor cellars. And in that barn area, there was a guy who always sold games. Mm. And he would send, he would sell them Nintendo tapes. Remember that? Did anybody ever call them tapes around you? They always call them cartridges. You know, I, I think, yeah, tapes. Because tapes. they were just kind of similar, I think, to... The, that VCR mindset. Yep. I mean, they obviously yep. tried to make it look like a VCR. Because mm -hmm. it was an entertainment system, not a gaming system. Right. And we would go, and he would sell... He always sold them for $5. And my grandmother, you know, just loose cartridges right. in NES games. Because the NES was even starting to get old. The Super right. Nintendo was on its way. And she would refuse. She's one of these people that if you go to a flea market, maybe that's where I get it from. You don't pay full price. Mm -hmm. No matter what. Even if it's reasonable, you don't pay full price. $5 for an NES game is not that bad. Right. A loose NES game. Now, that's pretty good, depending on how common the game is. And she would be like... Nope, nope, he's not getting it unless you can do it for $3. And I'd be like, Grandma, come on, I want this game. Right. What if he says no? But usually she would get it. Uh -huh. I remember getting, I only remember two games from that flea market that my grandmother got. It was, I got Back to the Future, which is like a bit of a rough NES game to some people, and then Rad Racer. Those are the two I remember because he would let you test it. Mm. I had a little NES set up on a CRT, like a little tiny CRT, and then if it worked, you'd be good, and you would buy it and go home. That's probably where I got the bulk of my collection. And by the end, I ended up with like maybe 40 or 50 NES cartridges, which is a lot for a kid. Yeah. Yeah, we went maybe every couple of weeks. We'd go to the, the flea market and pick up one game mm -hmm. for the most part. We were, I was not getting more. And she always paid for them. I didn't have money right. at that point. I was little. I don't even know if I was getting allowance yet. Like, that's how young I was. Mm -hmm. But the topic is not about collecting. That's That'll be another show. The topic today is giving up on games and maybe when you got rid of games so do you remember any instances where you just dropped you just like you know what i'm getting rid of these games i don't play them and what was the the way that that happened because those 40 to 50 nes games are gone yeah and there's a, a story behind that how about you you know i think we still have our nes games somewhere so you're one of those families where they like packed everything up yeah. put it in the attic yeah. somewhere yeah i think it's somewhere or, or my sister has it um so she, after the show i'm gonna need you to call your parents and or your sister and be like hey you remember all that old game stuff you gotta be casual about it right remember that old games do we have that anywhere do you know if it's right. anywhere like oh i think it's in the attic do you want it and be like yeah i guess and no. uh you're just gonna bring it over right and i'm gonna <laughs> watch you have like some super rare right like 200 dollars nes games just sit do that excites me just the idea <laughs> that, that the, your classic stuff is just sitting somewhere uh-huh we untucked. had the box and everything it's all it'd be mint condition <laughs> i'm pretty sure i need an upgrade on my nes box. Right, the, right. the back is very destroyed i'm just saying i'm just saying we might need to to uh rifle through <laughs> your childhood right after the, after the show <laughs> Uh, but anyway, go on. You think it's all still? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think so. Um, I wish my parents thought like that. Yeah, that's that's yeah, that's just kind of 
the uh, sort of the way that that we just kept things. So I, the only the only thing is, is my sister might have it if, um, because she she liked the NES, and she didn't move on past the NES. Really? So yeah. She stayed in that eight bit world. Yeah. yeah. So even I remember in graduate school, I think she asked for the NES. Yeah. So this would have been what nineteen ninety nine ish. Yeah. Man, I'm no, good. I'm yeah, just guessing. I yeah, know. no, it would have been it would have been around ninety nine, two thousand, two thousand one. Okay, so yeah, the NES was had been dead for oh, yeah. a while for sure. Oh yeah, nobody was seeking out NES games at that no, point. No, no, no. You could get Little Samson, which is now a very, very expensive game. You really? could probably get that for like ten bucks at Funko Land or right, something. Right. That's crazy. Yeah. Who knows? Mm-hmm. You should just find out what she has because right. she probably she might not even know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of curious now. <laughs> uh, yes, please be curious. <laughs> because who knows? Right. Who knows? Might have to do a bundle. I'd be like, hey, I'll, I'll buy it from you. you know, a bundle You're not doing anything? A bundle Yes. <laughs> Sometimes you have to do a, a bundle That's where the deals come in. Mm-hmm. When, you're, when you're game chasing. Right. Wink. Subtle references. <laughs> so that's how you sort of gave up gaming as stuff went into storage. Yeah, basically. Now, my NES, this is how it started for, for us. We didn't really, I don't even know if we had an attic growing up because our first house as i said was a double wide Mm -hmm. but hey it was on a permanent foundation so it couldn't go anywhere right and i I remember as a kid i would get so irritated if people were like oh you oh so you live in a trailer and they weren't necessarily being like you know jerks about it trying to be rude it was just like oh so you live in a trailer i'm like no it's on a permanent foundation my dad (laughs) said it's on a block foundation. It can't be pulled anywhere. So no, it's not a trailer. It's a double wide. <laughs> oh, why did I care? We didn't have an attic space. We didn't really have storage space. So when something wasn't really being used, we just got rid of it. Yeah. Just, or trashed it. Mm-hmm. And my NES, to me, quit working. Mm. I just thought it wasn't working anymore because it was flashing. The screen was flashing. And at the time, I was a kid. I, there was no internet, so I wasn't able to like Google it. Like NES flashing on screen, how to fix? And be like, oh, it's the pin connector. That was the big thing—the pin connector that would bend when you would push down the cart. The pins would get bent, they would get out of alignment, or they would get dirty, and it wouldn't make a strong connection. So it would do this flashing thing because it couldn't read the cart properly. It would think it was uh, a bootleg cartridge, and sometimes those wouldn't run. There's like a chip in the NES on the board that will lock a lockout chip mm. that will keep non games like incorrect or fake games or bootleg games from working. And a lot of times those weird bootleg games, you remember seeing the ones that had like a gold cart that wasn't Zelda? Or yeah. like a blue cartridge. Like a yeah. lot of the Bible games would have weird. And in the back they would have this opening with like a dip switch in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So those were not licensed by Nintendo. Uh... So those little switches would bypass this lockout chip huh. so it would work. And it would say, like, please wait six seconds before resetting the console for the game to start because it would bypass the lockout chip, maybe flash the screen a bit, and then start the game. Huh. So when it couldn't read it properly or if it was dirty or whatever, it would flash. So what did my family think? Oh, the Nintendo's broken. I mean, it's old, so the NES must be broken. And we just threw it away. We just threw it away. Oh, my God. Threw it in the trash can. My childhood Nintendo thrown away. And I've told this story before on the channel in a, in a memories video in the past. I had 40 or 50 NES games. <sighs> so I had all these cartridges that were now to my family and I useless. 
I had sort of inherited them and my family sort of gave them to me in the sense that they were now mine. They uh-huh. weren't the family's. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them were purchased by my grandma. I had to do something with them and that was the time of putting ads in the paper. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where if you wanted to sell something, yep. you put it in the paper. The early days of the Craigslist. The, right. <laughs> the paper version of the internet. Right. And I remember talking with my dad. He's like, yeah, we'll call. We'll place an ad. It's free if you want to sell your old NES games. I mean, I had all I had Ultima, Exodus, Final Fantasy, all the classics. And I probably had some more expensive games that I'm not remembering. I may have had Bucky O'Hare, which is frustrating because that game is very expensive now. Man. I didn't know it was going to go up in value so much. Yeah. So we put him in there, and my dad's like, well, you got to make it sound good so somebody will call. So he said, like, you don't want to make it too high. You don't want to make it too low. So we did 40. The ad was 40 NES games, $50. Wow. Something like that. Yeah. I mean, I think that's what it was. But oh, oh horrible. Wow. So we got a call like in two days after the ad ran. He came. He bought them. I remember it was just in a big box. And there, there they went. But right before the guy came, because I don't know if it was exactly 40, it might have been like 43 or something, I took out Final Fantasy and, <laughs> I don't know why, Ghostbusters, which is another terrible game on the NES. So those are the two games I kept. Uh-huh. And I still have my original Final Fantasy cart and Ghostbusters cartridge hmm. in the collection. I could not part with them. Final Fantasy was my first intense RPG experience. I had right. to keep that even though I had no way to play it. I was like, oh, I'll just put it on the shelf. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't have the display mindset yet, but it was starting then. Yep. Oh, so, so depressing. I mean, $40 is nothing. Nothing. That's not even a brand new game. No. That's not even one new game. Yep. So let's talk about trade-ins. Have you? Did you ever get into the trade-in game with GameStop? Yeah, yeah, absolutely I did. Now, did, were you one of the people that, Knew you were getting screwed and still were like, ah, well, I got whatever. I got to get, I got to get a couple bucks here. You know, yeah, you, you know, you're getting screwed, but it's either that or you just kind of keep it and it just doesn't do anything for you, you know? Um, so it's, you know, you're losing value, but at the same time, they got you. And I get it, I guess, as a business model, but. Did you ever trade in any consoles? Or just games? I think I traded in my PS2, I think. And that was the one you probably had the most games for. Yeah. That was the PlayStation 2. Yeah. So did you just, you were like, you know what, I'm going to get rid of the whole console, all my games. Did you do the cr- cash or credit? Because, you know, credit, they give you more towards buying new games. Cash, you get a little think, bit less. I think I did credit. Did the credit? I so think. did you move into PS3? Yes. Yeah. So you never jumped on the Xbox bandwagon? No. No. At the time, um, I had a friend or two that had the Xbox, and I didn't like the controller. It was just too too clunky, too bulky in my hands. The original, like the Duke, the yeah, big giant yeah. fat one. You know they brought that back out. Did they? Uh, this company, Hyperkin, I think it's licensed through them as well, but they released because you know, they came out with that smaller one. It was called like the, the S controller. That was the one I loved. Uh, but some people like that big, fat Duke controller with a crappy D-pad that mm. it had. It wasn't even a D-pad. It was almost, it was like a shield yeah. D-pad. Yeah, I hated that thing. Well, they I guess there's love for the Dukes. They released it. It's actually kind of expensive. And the you know the big Xbox logo that was on the center of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's actually a screen, and you press it, and it does the in, the Xbox intro. Hmm. 
the game console intro. Isn't that weird? Yeah, it's weird. What a weird thing. That's probably why it's so expensive. Yeah. Man, yeah, I, I never liked big, bulky controllers. I didn't like in 64 controllers. I, I kind of was okay with the GameCube controller. That one was all right, but it was just, it was still weird. Yeah. And, but I was kind of the same way. Uh, my buddy had the GameCube, so I didn't feel like I needed a GameCube because the games I would have played, I would have played multiplayer anyway with them. Mm-hmm. Same, my friends had an Xbox, uh, Jerome, he mm-hmm. had an Xbox. Mm-hmm. So, well, Xbox 360. I did buy an Xbox. Really? I had a PS2. I got the Xbox. This is such a weird story. So, this is where I gave up on the PS2 in a weird way. So my favorite, this is the dumbest story ever, but let's tell it. (laughs) My favorite color is green. I think people could tell that. And when the Xbox came out, I was kind of, eh, whatever. My buddy had an Xbox. Halo was huge. And we would get together and play Halo. I was like, man, I really like this game. And I don't like shooting games usually. First person shooting games. But I just really got into Halo. And we would play big multiplayer matches all the time. I was like, you know what? I'm making some money. I had a part-time job. I'm going to get an Xbox. So I got an Xbox because I was like, well, I'll sell the PlayStation. Mm. And the reason I was okay with selling my fat PlayStation, because I had the original fat PlayStation, my thought was most of these games, except for the RPGs, are coming out on the Xbox as well. Mm Mm-hmm. And the Xbox cases are green. <laughs> so clearly I should collect the green box to get so dumb. Like it makes no sense at all, but I just weird thing. And I the games I remember first, like repurchasing were like the Batman beat 'em up games. Mm-hmm. They were sort of like based on the animated series style. I just really liked those games, like Rise of the Sinsu, I think is how you would say it. And I started to do that. I was replacing them, but I didn't get rid of the PS2 games. I still kind of hung on to my PS2 collection. Mostly the RPGs. I kept all the PS2 RPGs because a lot of them didn't come out on Xbox. Xbox is not really an RPG no, console. No. So then I was getting ready. I was like, okay, I'm going to sell my fat PS2. And then the PS2 Slim went on sale. I was like 80 bucks or something. So like, I'll just buy a Slim PS2, sell this PS2 to somebody at school. I remember I brought it to school. And like after school, I gave it to him, gave me the money. And I had my Xbox. And I only got maybe those couple Batman games, Halo, and a couple other things. And then I ended up selling the Xbox. I got rid of the Xbox. Wow. I sold it to a friend, so I gave up on the Xbox. I have since gotten another original Xbox. It is kind of a cool console. But, yeah, the RPG thing is kind of what kept me with Sony. Even when I was about to give up on it, I still Mm -hmm. kept it. But that's sort of how I did it most is I would do private sales. I would sell things. To friends or, or people. I you, I kind of knew him at school. I don't even know how I got brought up. Mm-hmm. That's how I sold most of the things, doing the, the ad with the NES games. I traded in some like PlayStation 1 games, a few of them, but I ended up going back and buying them again at GameStop. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? Trading, I don't want to get rid of games, especially like PS1 games, RPGs, things like that. I don't recall ever trading in an RPG. Like, what, what is there any game that you remember trading in that you regret? getting rid of or giving up on i feel like there are but they're just not coming to mind right now so i don't so know they must not have meant that much right to you. exactly exactly the, the only one that i really remember trading in that i regretted and this, this is gonna seem like not a big regret was chocobo racing oh wow <laughs> on the playstation one i played the heck out of the game i beat it i crushed that game unlocked everything and i was like oh i guess i'm done with this game so i traded it into gamestop 
It might have still still been Electronics Boutique hmm. in the mall. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it had made the transition yet. It probably had. And I got a little bit of money for it. And then maybe six months later, I bought it back. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what? This is technically a Final Fantasy spinoff game. I can't get rid of this game. Right. So I repurchased it. And they had a new copy for like $20. Uh-huh. So I traded in my used copy and ended up buying a new one six months later. Or right. Whatever. That's the only one that comes to mind. It was a really stupid one. It's like, oh, I rebought Chocobo Racing. <laughs> that is a great game. I don't care what anybody says. That's a fun kart game. You ever play that one? No. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty good if you're hmm. in a Final Fantasy. But that that's something that is that's sort of just like the intro of things. I never felt crappy about selling a lot of those games. Because I always kept most of the RPGs. Right. The NES thing I do regret, but at the time I didn't. So, tr- so you did some trade-ins at GameStop. Did you ever feel bad about how much money you got? Or you just like, well, I'm done with this no, game? No, no, I did all the time. Okay. Absolutely. What, why'd you keep doing it then if it made you feel bad? Well, you know, because I didn't have, I guess, the forethought to put them in the paper like you. Yeah, you make a little bit more money. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you knew you were going to buy more games anyway, yeah. so you did the credit thing. Exactly. Like, I didn't know what the horizon had upon me for future game purchases right. and i was a i was the the game renter at gamestop so i would buy the pre-owned game try it for a week if i didn't like it take it, it back trade it in or did they have that policy where you could get a full refund on pre-owned games after a certain number of days because i think they started that policy where if you bought a pre-owned game keep it uh you have seven days for any reason you can return it and get your money back right did you ever do that yeah so you would do that. Yeah. You would do the full return. Absolutely. Yeah, because I know it was only after a certain amount that you had to trade it in. Yeah. So you rent, I mean, yeah, why go to Blockbuster right. or a video rental store and rent a game for, what, three days they would give you? Yeah. I think they give you a couple more days on a game when you just go to GameStop. and. But, of course, you could get, I don't know, maybe the new releases mm. and rent those. So that's the one thing. Mm-hmm. There weren't that many brand new games that were pre-owned already right. at GameStop. Right. Though as GameStop got older, I noticed that yeah, a game that co- that would come out in a week would already somebody would have traded it in. Yeah, I never understood that. People would buy a brand new game for sixty dollars, take it home, beat it in a week or two, and then just trade it into GameStop. I never understood that recycling. Yeah, me neither. It's like me neither. throwing the value away. Yeah, what you get maybe thirty dollars back on a sixty dollars game. Right. I just don't play games that way. If I complete, especially a game that I fully beat, mm-hmm. I don't want to just get rid of that. Right. I feel like I'm getting rid of the fact that i beat it right like i just get rid of this experience that i went all the way through right especially with an rpg you know and any other uh before we move on any other things with with getting rid of games or giving up on gaming or you know maybe seeing gaming as oh i'm too old for this now no 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 that's never crossed my mind because that's going to be again we talked about it witcher 7 in the nursing home (laughs) you'll still be going you know so um a kid's game as I said in one of the episodes, somebody commented that they were like, Witcher 3, it's a kid's game. They like that. That's good. Yeah. So I think basically I usually stop collecting whenever the new console comes out. Oh, so, it's, oh, yeah. so you, move, you move on. Yeah, I move on. Now, now, having said that, technically I have moved on from the PS3. However, I intend to keep Hitman uh, Absolution. Love that <laughs> the game. game that you disagree. Yeah, some people would disagree with yeah. you about. Do you still have your PS3? I do. 
Okay, so you still have your PS3. Is it the fat original no, PS3? No, it's a slim. It's so you have a slim. PS3 slim. Mm-hmm. Okay, you have some games. They're not in a shoebox. No. Yet. No. Yet. They actually still, they're still in the cases. Mm, good. But you've moved on to the PS4. Yes. Pretty much done with the PS3. You're not looking for PS3 games. I don't no, know no, if no. anybody is. No. Because that came out in what, 06? I think. Something like yeah, that, yeah. PS3, that's old news now. Mm-hmm. That's old news now, sadly. The PS3 is a little bit clunky. There's some awesome PS3 games. I really need to go back through my PS3 back catalog. Perhaps I should live stream some PS3 games that I haven't gone gone through. That's something I'll have to do. So that's kind of wild that you just drop and move on to the yeah, next Yeah, yeah, that is kind of wild. I never, you know, really realized what a bad relationship man you are. Yeah. I am not that way. I wait and I I've never been until more You know what, when I started doing stuff online with Game Dave, mm-hmm. That changed my mindset to where I I became more of an early adopter because hmm. I was never an early adopter growing up. My first console was the Vectrex. Come <laughs> on, and not an early adopter. NES came. I got that when the Super Nintendo was sort of becoming the new thing. The Super Nintendo I didn't purchase until it was already the, the Super Nintendo Junior, the mini mm. one, which is I still have. That's yeah. it right there. Jim. Yep, I see it. It's my original. So Super it's Nintendo. so tiny. It's very tiny. It's. It's not, it's okay. <laughs> it does the job. Because it came with Yoshi's Island. That's yeah. how That's how late to the game I was. Wow. Mine was bundled with the sequel to Super Mario World, Yoshi's Island. And by then, the PlayStation had been announced, I think. Or probably, it, it was coming soon or in mm. a couple of years, the PlayStation was on the way. And that's where I had to make a decision. In 64? Or PlayStation? Yeah. My best friend at the time... Got a Nintendo 64 for Christmas, but I was still heavy, deep into the Super Nintendo. So in 64, even if I was going to get it, was at least two, three years out mm-hmm. before that would have even been a possibility. And then, you know, Final Fantasy VII, like for me, that was the system seller game. Right. For the PlayStation, I was like, all right, see you, Nintendo. I'm out. <laughs> RPGs on the PlayStation. That's what pulled me over. I was done. Mm-hmm. I was done with the Nintendo. You're gonna have to have a. My buddy Try from My Life in Gaming said when he gets to come on the show, we're we're gonna have a, a PlayStation versus Nintendo 64 conversation. It's gonna get heated. It's gonna be feisty. It's gonna be dangerous. Gerald's gonna have to ref it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the plan. Now I've really got to get into the the big tale. The big story, because selling games is not really giving up on games. But I, I there is a story that's tough. I don't talk about it much because it hurts my soul a bit. But there was a moment where I I gave up on uh, video games. I really? stopped. But uh, it wasn't my fault. It was a girl's fault. It was her her fault. We're going to wait for that story after a game break. Oh, no. Really keep them. Man, keep them hooked. Keep I want to know. I want to know. Don't change that YouTube channel. <laughs> or if you're listening to us on iTunes, which uh, by now, hopefully, <laughs> we have this in podcast form. So whether you're listening to the audio or the, the juicy, juicy video of Gerald Nye's face. Your <laughs> juicy faces. Juicy faces. This is going to be a, a, a non-traditional game break. I just want to make an announcement for this game break. Oh. I was thinking, hey, you know what? There's a P.O. box. There's a Game Dave 
P.O. box. There is. We have an address mm-hmm. that we could use. And I was thinking, if people are still into physical, the physical, like we talked about in our previous episode, mm-hmm. physical media versus digital media. All right, no, that wasn't. It was two episodes ago. It's been a while. I get confused. We shoot so many of these. Yeah, we do. But thinking about that, some people might like the old snail mail, as it's known now. Who doesn't like getting a package in the mail? Who doesn't like a nice, big package? <laughs> Who doesn't? Or a small package. Either way, I need to, let's move on. If you want to send fan mail or anything, a letter, maybe you want to send a question to the show via letter. How cool would that, that be? That would be cool. And we could open those up. I want to do a whole segment. If we ever get any mail sent in, I'll open it with Gerald on the Game Break segment. Here's that P.O. box. You can send it, if it's something specific to Gerald, send it to Gerald at this address. Game Dave at this address. Or if you don't know, Digitally Distracted, and the address is P.O. Box 1695, Dover, Delaware, 19903. One more time, that's P.O. Box 1695, Dover, Delaware, 1993. Zero three. If you want to send anything into the show, a letter, a little, a little thing for us to open, a little treat, whatever, feel free. You don't have to. I'm not saying you have to. But if you send anything into the show, we will open it on the show. So that might be a little incentive. So there you go. And that's going to do it. I for might the send something that's, in. Gerald's going to send something <laughs> in the guise of it's somebody that watches the show. <laughs> so if you're interested, send something to the P.O. Box. It would be great to have that on the next game break. Who knows? Let's get back to it. Back to it. So you never stopped gaming completely. You were no. always still kind of gaming a little bit. Right, right. Right. So I did. Man. And this was sort of sort of the transition between the, the PS2 to the PS3 era. Okay. Again, not an early adopter yet. I didn't really become an early adopter until, I mean, probably the PS4. When the PS4 came out, that's when I was like, all right, day one, I'm getting the PlayStation 4. Mm-hmm. And I was all in. And I've been all in. Switch, day one. Xbox One. No, I <laughs> don't have one. But PS4, <laughs> Switch, I'm keeping that going. This is rough. Yeah. So I was, dating, I was dating this gal. Please don't watch the show. Please don't watch the show. I'm sure she has forgotten about me at this point. It's been a long time. So I was dating this gal. This gal pal. And we had been dating a, a while. In the early days, you know, always got to talk about D&D. It always happens. I hear you. I played Dungeons & Dragons at this point every Sunday. Every Sunday night, we would play Dungeons & Dragons. And I was sort of getting nostalgic already for the PS1. I was sort of transitioning into the PS3, but I was still really into the PS2. And I was getting back into the PlayStation 1. Still had my complete PlayStation 1 collection, including Chocobo Racing, of course. And I was doing this thing where I was replaying all of my favorite RPGs on the PS1. Just, why not? And it was it was the summer. And I was still in college, or starting college. I was in college, starting college. I think I was a freshman in college. And I was redoing PS1 games. I, I redid uh, Sweden 1 and 2 and... I, I think I played some of the Saga games, and I was getting into going through my Final Fantasies. I replayed Final Fantasy 1 and 2 with the Origins release. I did Anthology and Chronicles on PS1, so I was doing all the old old games on PS1. 
And then I was replaying Final Fantasy VII and going crazy with it, just doing everything you could, min-maxing the stat thing I talked about where you'd morph the creatures, the unknown creatures, into power sources. And I remember it was a point of contention with my girlfriend, which is odd because she was into nerdy things, and she played World of Warcraft, mm. which, as wow, you know... that's a huge time sink. ...is a huge time sink. I didn't. I got out of it around that time. I did my crazy thing where I played it till 6 a.m. and was like, I just ate dinner. I got to get breakfast now? I love that story. That's it, a great it story. It was horrible. Horrible. I went to bed at 9 a.m. It was like I worked the night shift right. at the Amazon Distribution Center. Right. And I came home. I was like, oh, I got to take it. What were you doing? Oh, I was leveling up all, all night, all morning. And she played World of Warcraft occasionally. She mm -hmm. was like a casual World of Warcraft. And it's it's an RPG, action RPG, but it's, you know, MMORPG. They're very different than Final Fantasy. Sure. She wasn't really into console gaming. Whatever, PC Master Race, as they say. Maybe that's what it was. She didn't like that I was a console gamer. She was a PC gamer, and she thought she was better than me. Mm. So she was trying to shut me down. Man, I'm really going to talk some crap about this. This is not good. No, this is no, no malice towards this girl, except in the story. <laughs> so I would just, the first thing where it kind of started, where my interests got in the way of our relationship, was the Sunday night D&Ds. So she worked the mm. weekends. She worked wow. the weekends. She was a waitress. Okay. And she had this thing where she would call me after work, usually. But here's, here's the thing, Gerald. She knew I played Dungeons & Dragons every Sunday night. We started about 7 or 8 o'clock mm -hmm. at night. Because we would get dinner. Right. We would all eat together. We'd go, we, all, we all went to this place called Pat's Pizza. Uh -huh. Not Pat the NES Punk's Pizza. Pat's Pizza. We'd all go to get Pat's Pizza. We'd get the square pizza. Yep. They had the square pizza. It's so good. You've had the square pizza with me not that long ago. Yeah. The best crust. Oh, those corners. You got to get a corner piece. Mm -hmm. We'd all go. We'd all crowd into a booth, make make a mess, eat our pizza, and then we'd go play D&D &D from probably 7 or 8 o'clock at night until question mark. Sometimes 2 a.m. we would finish up. Mm -hmm. Usually 7 to 2 a.m., which is a long session. But when you're playing 4th edition and the battles take two hours... Of course you need that much time. Right. No offense, 4th edition. And she would still call me after work. And I would answer, and she'd be like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm playing Dungeons & Dragons, obviously. And she would get, like, nasty about it. Like, oh, well, you knew I was going to, you know, you knew I just got off work. I'm like, yeah, you knew I was playing Dungeons & Dragons. Right. Come on. It's once a week. Not a big deal. You don't have to call me every day after work. You know, we ain't married. We ain't even engaged. <laughs> and that that really irked me mm -hmm. a lot. But me being a bit of a pushover, I was younger. I was young and dumb and in college. I didn't know mm -hmm. how to deal with this situation, how to stand up for myself. I didn't want to be single at the time. I was young. I was thinking. Mm -hmm. So I uh, started lying. Mm. So I I would if she would call me in the middle of the session and I was the dungeon master. Wow. I was the DM. Wow. And I get that call and I know in the backs of their minds they're like rolling their eyes so hard right? at me when when the phone would ring like oh so stupid. And they told me much later. Mm -hmm. We were all went out to dinner after 
this girl and I broke up. If that's not obvious, I finally got out. But I remember going to dinner with them, and they're like, I told them, like, oh, well, we we broke up, and and they were like, it's that classic thing in like movies and shows where they're all they're all like, oh. <laughs> Oh, thank God. <laughs> this is that thing. When you're dating somebody, you can't be like, hey, so uh, your girl sucks. Right. Dude. Your right. girl sucks. They couldn't do that. Right. But it was it was so, I could see it in their faces. They all were like sighs of relief at the mm-hmm. same time. Like, oh, yeah, I mean, that's probably a good call, man. <laughs> like, they so I would... I would answer it and I would just I would run into my other room because we would play we played in the sauna room of my parents' house. Mm. So my parents had a a wooden uh electric sauna. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever saw I mean you I think you had been to my parents' house maybe once before I moved. Because mm-hmm. we, we met when I was sort of on the way out. Yeah, I had actually been there a couple times. But I don't know if you saw that sauna room. I had not. No, I didn't. So there was this room. It was basically this wooden sauna. My parents were like, my parents go th- through this thing. We're going to go all over this story. Don't move. Don't leave. Um, you're going to have to hear about my parents' sauna and how my parents would sweat all the time before you get the good juicy bits. <laughs> but they had this weird thing. They've always done this thing with fitness where they would buy some piece of fitness equipment and be like, no, I, we're going to lose weight. We're going to get in shape. And it ends up gathering dust. So they got an, it all started with a, an exercise bike. Like, oh, no, we're gonna, I'm going to do the bike. And and then they would stop doing like why aren't you doing the exercise bike in this it was just this extra room I think it was my brother's room and he had since moved out mm-hmm. so they turned it into a fitness room and they do the bike and then it got dusty they stopped there I was like well I gotta have something to watch I need to we got to put a TV in there and then I'll use the exercise bike they got a TV in there and then they stopped mm-hmm. like well there's no cable line we can only watch DVDs and it's too much to set up so I don't work out and then I know they got now they have a treadmill in their house that they got and stopped using. They're trying to pawn it off on me. Do you want that treadmill? No, you bought it. Right. Run on it. Stop putting it on me. And then my dad would like go back and forth, but he's like, oh, I'm doing yoga now. And then he's not doing yoga. And then he's, well, That's now I'm just so eating, funny. now I'm eating vegetarian to lose weight. And then he's not. And then he's just, they do this all the time. They uh-huh. jump around to things. And then they were like, you know what? Sweating makes you lose weight. We, I read about it online. <laughs> my parents are not very good with the internet. And they bought this wooden sauna that was built and had these like big heating elements in it. And, uh-huh. it was just this, and you'd go in and sit. It looked like an indoor porta potty. <laughs> so it's just this wood room with a door. And you'd go in and you'd sit and turn it on. It had like a, it had a car dash style CD player. So you'd put a CD in it, listen to music. And you'd just sit there and sweat, you know, a sauna. Wow. And they used that for maybe like two weeks and they stopped using it. They would wear like the black like trash bag jumpsuits right, in it to right, make, right. make it hot or whatever. So weird. That's, so weird. That is strange. But what's funny though, because that CD player was there, I when they stopped using it and we would play D&D in that room. You use it. I would play the... Oh, it's brilliant. <laughs> I would use the sauna CD player to play the music because the speakers were loud for the sessions when it's like, oh, it's a battle. And I would get up and press the play button on right. the sauna. <laughs> what an expensive CD player I used. <laughs> so back to the tale, the tale of, of my goosebumps, the, the fear. I would run into my bedroom while the guys were like waiting. They're probably all mad eating their Oreos or whatever. And then I would be like, hey, you just get off work. She'd be like, yeah, I'm really tired. I'm like, oh, man, you should go to bed then. You should like get, you know, get some rest. You got to work tomorrow too, right? Yeah. Like, well, what are you doing? Ah, you know, I'm just chilling <laughs> just hanging out i might watch something 
you know, just messing around on the computer, which is not really a lie. I was messing around on the computer because I ran the session from my laptop. Mm. Right? Is that <laughs> is that okay, Gerald? Is that is that still a lie? <laughs> I, need to, I need to know. You need to know your your look, man. It's a know, lie. Just it's, say it. <laughs> a long time ago. Don't don't beat yourself up. I know. I got. I know. I was a young. I was a young, and I didn't know. I was like twenty. I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> so I got away with that a while. But I think she knew, so she probably just like held on. I was like, oh, I'm going to use this when I'm trying to win an argument. Oh, stuff. Hey, I know oh. you're playing Dungeons and Dragons, whatever. So that's where it kind of started the points of contention. And then it would get to the point where during the week, in the summer especially, summer break from college, she would come over to the house after work and we would hang out, usually. But it was like every day after work. And if I, I would play Final Fantasy VII in the summer. Mm-hmm. Redoing it. It was the magic of college and late high school. You just had unlimited disposable time. Oh my gosh! It was. The, it was. A, it was. I we had no idea what we had. I could just play Final Fantasy for eight hours, and nobody cared. Nobody was like, "Oh, come on, man, get your do something with your life." It's like, "Oh, he's in college. Yeah. He's do whatever I want. Can't do that now, man." And if I was playing Final Fantasy VII, she would call me like, "Hey, I'm on my way." I'd be like, oh, "Okay, I'm just finishing up a game." I would audibly hear that Ugh! grunt mm-hmm. in her in her voice, man. And she would show up, and you know, RPGs, whatever. I had you gotta get to a safe point, right? Oh yeah, she should know that. She played Come WoW, on. so she would get to the house, and I would be finishing up a battle or whatever, and she'd get so excuse my language pissed. She'd be so pissed that I was not. She's like, you knew I was coming over. Like, what? You're like eight minutes away. I right. didn't have time. And it was this huge thing. So it got to the point where just to deal with it, I'd be like, you know what? Fine. I'm putting the games away. I'm unhooking the game consoles. So I I took the PlayStation and packed it up. I packed up my Super Nintendo. I put everything away. Wow. Shoved it into storage. I was like, fine. And that's when I gave up on games. And I did not play games at home for the rest of that relationship. Which was how long? Uh, it's a couple more years. A couple more years. Ooh, after that. It's pretty ouch! Bad. It was pretty bad. Probably two years. Probably two years. I did not uh, play games except with my my boys, yeah. my crew, the ones that yeah. <laughs> rolled their eyes so hard they all wear glasses now. Right. When I told them <laughs> that she had called, they were the only guys I'd play games with. So I would go to their play, and we—that's when we played a lot of Smash Brothers. Mm-hmm. We'd have Smash Brothers sessions and a lot of Halo, and I kind of played Call of Duty back then. So then that even even more so put on the pressure of that I, I didn't move on to the PlayStation 3 for a long time because I was done. The PS2 got put away, everything. I wasn't really thinking about games anymore. I wasn't paying attention mm. to games anymore. I didn't sell them, but I, I put things away. Right. Though I did, you know what? I think I sold the PlayStation my original PlayStation that my grandmother bought me for oh, Christmas. Wow. I got rid of that because I was like, well, I have a PS2. It's backwards compatible. Yep, that yep. whole mindset. Uh, and I got rid of every... Uh, I didn't get rid of any of my Super Nintendo stuff ever. Thank God. I kept all my childhood Super Nintendo stuff. But PlayStation, I got rid of every PlayStation game that wasn't an RPG wow. at that time. Mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, F it. Right. Fine. I'll show you how much I care about what you want me to do. I'll get rid of all my games. I'll even trade in all my PlayStation 1 games 
and I took the cash. Oh, which is like no money. Right. No. Oh. But I kept all my kept all the PlayStation games that were RPGs. So mm-hmm. I had all my Final Fantasies and my Sweetens. So you're not taking that away from me, woman. I was a weak man. I was a weak boy back then. I just couldn't. Oh, uh, what was I thinking, Gerald? Where were you? Could have used some help. Yeah, dude. where where was I? Gosh, we what didn't... year was that? Oh <laughs> uh, five, oh six. Yeah, oh six, oh seven. It's before we met. Yeah, I was before around. Yeah, <laughs> I was in the state. <laughs> we were in the same state. But th- that was probably that's my most crushing tale. I actually oh. was getting out of a bad relationship about that time, too, so I unfortunately wouldn't have been able to help you much. <laughs> yeah, we, we, <laughs> we just got together and, and, and sat in a corner in, in Swaller and just been sad. sad. Swaller? Is that Swaller. A word? Swaller? Yeah. Is that the word? <laughs> no. What, what am I thinking? It's not. Wallow. Wallow in self-pity. Wallow. I just made it Swaller. <laughs> I, must be, I must be thirsty. <laughs> Swaller, you know, when you're in Swaller in the corner. <laughs> don't don't quote that, please. It's pretty bad. So that's probably my biggest tale of giving up. And then when we, we did break up and it was done, I think the first thing I did was hook up all those consoles again. And I got back into gaming. Good for you. And at the time, I was, I was sort of toying with YouTube. And I was doing like a, a weekly video... I guess you'd call it a vlog mm. before that was a big deal. So this was, uh, again, 06, 07, 08, probably. I was doing like a weekly show on the old channel, and I was just just a fictional vlog-style thing about my life. And I I started talking about games on that show again. And I was like, wait, why aren't I doing this? The early beginnings of, of game day. I was like, why don't I just make a show about games? I mean, I, I love games. I'm talking about them already kind Mm -hmm, of mm -hmm. so i got everything back out it was really nice it was a relief to to bring back this stuff i had given up on sure reclaiming yourself yes yes this is me world (laughs) game dave's back it was so weird (laughs) that was probably the hardest time i had with being a gamer because at that point i definitely felt like oh no game this is a big part of my life Mm -hmm. it doesn't completely define me but it's a big part of my life and I just got rid of that. Yeah. And I probably wasn't as happy as I sh- would have been. Mm-hmm. I mean, luckily I saw the guys and we played games a lot. And, you know, I still play D&D. Didn't, didn't let that die. Yeah. Luckily. But yeah. I had to make sure I played it when she was at work. <sighs> so I guess you don't have any traumatic experiences quite like that. No, no, I don't. Fortunately, I have other traumatic experiences and stories, yeah. but, but nothing related to that. Um, yeah. So, but the same kind of thing. Like, it's... You know, as far as like whether it was D and D or some equivalent, um, I mean that would if if someone asked me to give that up, that'd be that'd be a line in the sand. So that that would be a deal breaker. Yeah, you'd be like, I'm out. So you would have had the strength. So let's think. You're twenty. You're twenty two. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, make no mistake. I would not have had the strength. I would not have had the strength because um, because that booty, no. right? <laughs> well, you know, I'm I'm. Of the, uh, you know, it's it's giving it's give and take, you know, and it's, give. man, it's a lot of give. So you might have done a similar thing. Huh? Oh yeah, you would have been like, fine. Well, I'll just I'm not gonna play games right now. Yeah, I think I would have. You know, would you have gotten? But you probably would have sold everything. You you think you would have traded no, everything? No, in? no, 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 you no. Because no. game, because I actually, you know what? <laughs> 
I actually have some of my old like box set stuff uh, like D&D, like the world box sets, you know, like I've got Dark Sun, I've got Birthright. Um, so that might have been some collection stuff that I omitted oh, the other episode. Interesting. I didn't even think. We'll have, to, we'll have to talk about that in the future. Yeah. Mine is in all of my original D&D stuff is in the old crawl space, mm. which I'm going to be delving into very soon. All my dice and books and manuals. I think I have all my old character sheets. Dude, that's, that's going to be walking down memory lane. Be pretty crazy. In a good way. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That, that was my tale uh, of turmoil. It, it was rough. Um, and what brought me back into it was just, you know, I was out of that relationship. Yep. And I, just know, get back I, to yourself, man. And I had a lot more free time because I was single. Touching your roots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I like to do. Usually, usually when I break up with a girl and I'm single, I usually do touch my roots. <laughs> That's probably, you know what? Let's do a little Q&A. <laughs> Let's take a look at some Q&A. That seems like a great spot for some questions and or answers. This one comes from Joe, Fearless Joe Banzai. Ooh, look at that. Here we go. This is, this is more of a statement than a question that I felt like I needed to read to you, Gerald. Okay. <clears throat> this is from the Physical versus Digital Media episode. Come on, Dave. His t-shirt even proclaims <laughs> cybercrime. Not all cyber criminals are felonious androids. There are some misdemeanors, no matter how egregious they may be. Oh, and always be aware of men called Jerry. Hashtag discs deserve cases. He got you good. You're right, Joe. I remember reading that. Don't put your games in a shoebox. Don't put your discs in a shoebox. There we go. I felt that's not really a Q&A. That was more for me. No, that was, yeah. <laughs> now we have a real question. <laughs> <laughs> this comes from Pock Rocks. Pock Rocks, that's hard to say. Hey, Dave, I just thought of a question. Oh, good, Pock Rocks, let's hear it. Me and my friend used to often talk about what we called gaming hangovers. Huh. The mixture of bad feelings you'd get after ridiculously heavy gaming sessions, like guilt, Waking up disoriented, jumbled memory, <laughs> feeling unhealthy, etc. Sweating. Sweating. <laughs> Do you guys have a lot of experiences or stories about this? It's kind of like the depressing side of gaming, which I feel like nobody likes to acknowledge. Huh. So this kind of goes along with the World of Warcraft story of yeah. waking up in a haze and being like, did I just play? Did I just level up from level seven to nine Man. for eight hours? No, that's that's a really good point. Or it's like it's a beautiful day outside. And you've been inside. And you've been day. inside playing games all day. Well, I mean, I that's that's just me in general with yeah. my skin, my pale skin. Yeah. I, the sun, I fear. But you like to go outside. I right? do. I do. I don't. I'm not a hiker. I'm not a camper. I'm not a outdoorsman. I'm not a man. <laughs> I don't <laughs> do it. Very pale. I, I'm a sunscreen boy. Are uh -huh. you a sunscreen man? Uh, I'm not. Or not. Dude, if I know, because I think SPF means it's like how many minutes, because I think it's after 20 minutes of UV light exposure, this mm -hmm. is how much I've gotten into sunblock. Wow. I think it's after 20 minutes of sun exposure is when naturally the skin begins to uh, get damaged. Yeah. So SPF means, I believe, the additional time mm. that you're given protection 
on top of that 20 minutes, I think. Okay. I think. So that means if you have an SPF 50, you get 70 minutes of right. protection. Right. I'm probably way off. The scientists will take care do, of it. Do you, do you put it on like... You brush your teeth, you put on sunblock. Or do you just put it on... <laughs> I'm not that crazy. Okay. I'm not that insane. I don't go into my day planning for it. Okay. But, you know, I am you know, I work. I'm a teacher. Mm-hmm. I mentioned that on the show. That was a Q&A question. Mm-hmm. I teach, and I teach elementary school, which means recess happens. Mm. I get outdoors. Mm-hmm. Field day. A horrible day for me. Mm-hmm. Great for everyone. Everyone loves right. field day. Right. Mr. Thomas is like, ah... I'm going to be outside a lot. I really got to calculate when I'm going to put the sunblock on and when I'm going to re Wow, I had no idea. Oh, yeah. I'm not, you think I'm just going to go and just... I made the mistake of not using sunblock one, my first field day. I was a young first-year teacher. And I wore, sh- I even wore shorts. I don't even wear shorts to field day. Wow. <laughs> I wore shorts. And at the, it, <laughs> the backs of my legs... The backs only, because of the way I guess I stood at my station, mm-hmm. faced the sun. The sun was on my my butt, mm-hmm. hitting the crack, mm-hmm. and it just destroyed my calves. I had a, a line of just bright red. Wow! And it it was visible when we went back to school that fall. You could still see wow. the, the tan line of where my shorts were. Uh-huh. Oh boy! And everybody at the school laughed at me. <laughs> Teachers and kids. Now, if you're outside all day, like, I get that. That makes sense. If I know I'm going to be outside for more than 20 minutes. Okay. I guess that was my follow-up question. Like, where's the line? And I have to kind of gate, because sometimes you don't know how long you might be outside if there's, like, an event or a recess thing or whatever. So I'm like... So you've got some block, like, in your desk or The nurse. Our school nurse. I love our school nurse. She loves me. She went out and bought a a staff sunblock. She should have wrote Dave on it. Because she knew it was for me, but mm-hmm. she wrote staff on it, so I wouldn't be embarrassed. So I, I'm like, hey. Uh, I got some of that staff I gotta, sunscreen. I got to go outside. She's like, all right, it's right there. Like, <laughs> put it on. You got to put it on. You got to put it on, like, before you go out. Yeah. Like, 20 oh, minutes before yeah, you go out. So yeah. you can soak in. Yeah. Because people think it's like you're painting it on, and that's what blocks you. It's No, it's the chemical absorption in your skin that mm-hmm. protects you. Mm-hmm. It's probably terrible for you. That, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I I apologize, Pock Rocks. I'm a rambling man. Music. <laughs> so he's talking about gaming hangovers, and that's the depressing side of gaming, of how you feel after extended sessions of gaming. Mm-hmm. What you got? Yeah, I usually experience some kind of earlier, when I was younger, I would experience some kind of like self-loathing. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, um... Fatigue? Did you ever have any like physical yeah, fatigue? Yeah, yeah, I'd get tired. Yeah, I'd get tired because you know if I watch TV all day or watch. My family called it feeling dopey. Like you just kind of <laughs> like. My grandfather says that about uh, <laughs> homeless people. <laughs> He'll be. I know. I don't. It's that's. Hey, he's. He's older. So can you like, use that? Like, what's he'd, he'd be like? Ah, oh, you know, he's one of them dope heads. He's doped up. <laughs> that's my grandma. No, that's different. I know, I know, but it just made me think. <laughs> of, he's dopey. My when my grandfather says somebody's dopey, he means they're a dope head. Gotcha. That's, he, that's what he refers to. He refers to drug users as dope heads. Okay. <laughs> dopey in this sort of context is just kind of like fuzzy in the head, kind of like, like Eeyore. Just kind of like. Um, 
Yeah, I know. I get you. Yeah, I get you. Yeah, fuzzy things. Things are you're yeah, kind of like how you feel when you come out of PSVR. Or yeah, any, or any VR game. You're like, oh yeah, I gotta get little vertigo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if I watch TV all day, if I play, you know, so it's really screen time. Yeah, it for you. yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Movie. I can watch movies all day and, and feel fine. Wow. But I also don't get motion. I'm very. I have a good armor class against. Negative four. Motion sickness. Negative four. <laughs> Motion sickness. Uh, I don't get sick in the car. I, like nothing like that really gets me. I don't get nauseous very easily. Yeah. You know, unless I've been to Taco Bell. So, <laughs> when it comes to gaming, I've never had that 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 sort of feeling. But I have had that "where has the time gone" yeah. feeling. I don't regret playing Final Fantasy and RPGs for <clears throat> twelve hours a day. Like for a whole week, I don't regret that. Right. I. What else was I gonna do? Yeah. No, I actually look back at those times with a lot of, mm-hmm. you know, like. Yeah. But nowadays, it's it's like you have to. Yeah. Do do other things. Mm-hmm. You have to break it up. Man. Well, that's true. You know. You know, it's funny. Like I used to GM for. Eight, 12 hours, no problem. And now, like, I hit a wall at like an hour. Yeah, I'm you like, said that the other day when we started, you know, getting into our fake campaign, which yeah. is awesome, by the way. He's doing a great job. Yeah, you said, uh, <laughs> in the future, can we do like an hour? Because I started to get hazy after now. Yeah, I just, I like hit a wall. What I'm about like, gaming? Like, you, what's your max, like, now as an oh, adult? It's even like, worse. Maybe, maybe a half hour to an hour of gameplay? Yeah. That's your. Yeah. I did a live stream just yesterday of Octopath Traveler. Ooh, beautiful RPG just came out. And I, I went on Twitch, and what was going to be a quick unboxing and maybe play the game for an hour turned into a three-hour live stream. And I, I don't know. I didn't lose any sleep over it. I felt great. <laughs> I felt great after. I was like, I want to do this every day, all week. Get up at 6 just to do a right. 6 a.m. Twitch stream. Yeah, I don't really have a lot of gaming hangover stories. The only ones I do have are when... A friend would come over to the house, or I would go to a friend's house, and we would play games all night when you're not supposed to. Right. And then that morning is you. I had good friends growing up where when you would spend the night at their house, they were they had parents that'd be like, "Come in and they'd make you breakfast." Wow. They have the big friends over. Let's have pancakes. Let's make waffles. Right. Steve's mom would do that. She'd be like, "Hey, we're gonna have waffles in the morning," and we would still stay up. And him, he would play Kingdom Hearts. All night, and he was playing it on my my controller. I had this blue, my blue transparent PS2 controllers. I always loved blue controllers for the PlayStation. They're my favorite color. They really make green ones, right? But I, I I have a blue PS4 controller, and he broke it. He played it so much because you hit the triangle button a lot in Kingdom Hearts. My triangle button was broken. Wow, it was broken on my PS2 controller. I never told him. I just let it go. Because I had backups, but I was... See? That's a good friend right there. Yeah, I was all right. And he got... I did get waffles out of the deal. Yeah, that's true. And I remember waking up feeling like that grogginess, Mm. which I guess would be like a gaming hangover. Mm -hmm. And just feeling like, oh, I wasn't even playing a game. Physical hangovers is what I would get because the way I... I hold my controller very... I have a tight grip when I play games. And I've mentioned it briefly on live streams i've said it where when i get upset at a game i don't i don't throw things Mm. or i usually don't scream but i do i squeeze my controllers really hard 
So if I like lose, it's like the eighth death in a row, and I'm like, I have to go all the way back to the beginning, I'll just be like, just squeeze it just hard enough to know I could break this thing. Mm-hmm. If I wanted, I could break this controller if I wanted to. Just squeeze it. You feel the plastic start tighten. The screw holes are like, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> it's all, it starts buckling. All right, we'll let you win this round. Then the next day, my I'll get pains in my, my thumb joints. Wow. I have done that before, uh, mostly from the NES. because You know, it was a little bit of a rough, not an ergonomic shape. It was mm-hmm. a big rectangle. It was a brick. Right. And I would I would have the way I roll the way I would roll my thumb I would be like oh my what was I doing what was I doing but hangovers not so much yeah it really got me with that hmm. mm-hmm. so you know what Gerald that's it wow that's gonna do it time flies now remember if there's a topic that you want to hear us talk about on digitally distracted you can leave a comment about it you could leave a question for us on the q and a like pock rocks and fearless joe banzai bonsai great comment great comment great comment great comment keep them coming Mm -hmm. you can also find me on twitter and you can use the hashtag digitally distracted i can find your questions and your topics you can also join the discord server or you can become a supporter on patreon i'm game day i'm gerald Thanks for getting digitally distracted with us.